You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Shark Tank After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Shark Tank After Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode six of season five, Shark Tank. I'm your host, Phil Svitek, joined alongside yet again. Hi, everyone. I'm Christina Zias. Welcome. Um, Fun episode. uh, Biggest deal in Shark Tank history. I loved, I actually really, really loved this episode. This was this was a really good episode. We had a we had a lot of I like it when ultimately a lot of deals go through. Also, yeah, and also when you're just passionate either way about a deal, whether you think something's incredibly great and you want it, or you're like, how could they think that's all right? Yes. Um, so let's start up with uh, Fiber Fix It. Fiber Fix It. Yes. They didn't have it in the name. They just called it Fiber Fix, but I think right. they should call it Fiber Fix It. I guess. Well, I love their little slogan for it because it just makes you excited. Yeah. I feel like this is, I mean, you could have this on every household in America, but I feel like this is the perfect a perfect item for, like, a frat brother or for a college student. I just, like, picture people going around like, fiber fix it. And what would they be fiber fixing? Anything. You could yeah. fiber fix everything, obviously. Um, well, I think it's certainly more, for me, it's more of the, more of the handyman. Right, obviously. Like the Home Depots, the Lowe's of the world. Um, so, you know, but I give them tremendous credit, you know, they, they had it, I mean, to, to invent something like this, this is, this is insane. It's so great. Way better than duct tape. Way better, for sure. Um. And I love the way, you know, the stool that they showed? Yes. So you just sand it down, paint it, and you have a brand new piece of furniture. Yeah. My dog bit part of my uh, coffee table, and it looks awful, but like fiber fix, it would for sure solve that problem. That's what fiber fix it. it does. I know. I need. I need to get get it. Um, uh, very very interesting overall. I mean, uh, you know, Kevin opens up with his regular deal of like, hey, royalty, no equity. Of course. Uh, we've gotten that many many times. Um, they're asking for ninety thousand for ten percent, which is exactly what Robert. This was a really interesting one because everyone kind of. You know, was was intrigued by it. They wanted to get it on it some way, somehow. Um, unfortunately, Damon had to pull out because of HSN. Yes, he said. He asked them, "Hey, is this definite with QVC?" They said, "Yes." Okay, for that reason, I'm out because I'm with, exclusively with HSN. Right. But did you think that he really wanted to do this and was like, "Can you get rid of QVC and let's do this?" Um, or did he kind of want it but not really care? Too I think much? that once he heard that, he's like, "Okay, let someone else have it." He obviously. I think if he really wanted to fight with him, like, listen, you haven't been on QVC yet. I can get this on HSN. Yeah. And make a deal as well. Um, <laughs> I loved uh, when QVC was brought out. I was like, see, someone else can make a deal for QVC. See, and that's just, not just Lori. Yeah. 
See, okay, what bothered me about this, and then I've said this several times, we all know, if you're watching this too, you know I say this every week, but I love Robert. I just think he seems like a great guy. He's the first person, again, that said, let me see the product. He yeah. wanted to hold it. He wanted to see it, especially with the tent pole that they fixed. They compared with duct tape. I feel like they didn't take him seriously. And I don't know if they got this order from QVC or this potential um, deal with QVC. And we're like, all right, Lori would be perfect for us. But I think that a lot of times, like a lot of other entrepreneurs, they have a product and they automatically think Lori is the only shark they can work with. It's true. Um, I mean, here's the thing. You know, uh, each shark is kind of ripe for one thing, so you kind of have to go for it. Sometimes, you know, uh, the shark may disagree and feel it's the right product for them, and then you always have to be open to that. Right. Um, but, Robert, how many times did he say his best friend runs a billion-dollar? Sixteen. Sixty? Was it 16? Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, one six. Yes. Uh, Hardware store. Hardware store with I a thousand mean, locations. That sounds almost too good to be true. And then after they had that product in there, then they could get it onto infomercials. Because I do think this is an infomercial golden product. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, it's very risky because, you know, if if someone really wants the offer, and especially someone like Robert, I mean, Kevin can wait for the deal all day. But but if Robert, (laughs) you you know what I mean? I feel like a lot of the other sharks, if they put out a good deal on the table, you know, and... And those guys aren't willing to take it. They'll take it back and be like, you know what? I tried. If you're, you know, you're insulting me. Absolutely. Well, what I thought was so ridiculous is that they were increasing their deals. They came in with 90%, 90,000 for 10%. They had um, no line of credit that they were interested in at all. And all of a sudden they come back asking for a $2 million line of credit. How do you go from zero to $2 million? I don't know, just stupidity. That is ridiculous. Stupidity. But, I mean, here's the thing. Robert did offer them a 250 line of credit. Right. Which, since, again, if they're asking for no line of credit, that's that's a pretty generous line of credit. Correct. Um, <laughs> I love Kevin. Are you countering everyone's offer? <laughs> no, we didn't think of yours. <laughs> yeah, except for yours. <laughs> um, but, here's the thing. I You know, ultimately, you can't. Everyone wants to laugh at Kevin and things like that, but Kevin, you know, there is value to his to his deals every now and then. Absolutely. And uh, you know, he he said he, I forgot what what sales number he he came in at, but he said, you know, you guys would million. you guys would pay, be paying way less. Right. And what's that going to mean? Um okay, so ultimately who for you should they have gone with? Um I th- it's difficult because I think that Robert and Lori offer two different things completely. Well, and part of the, part of what makes it difficult is that my question is more under the assumption that they're not asking for the two million line of credit because as soon as they ask for that, obviously the deals fell through. Right. You know. So forget about the two million dollar line of credit. Okay, that okay. doesn't assuming, even exist assuming, in this hypothetical situation. Okay. I uh, I think that. I think I would go with Robert. Robert. I think I would go with Robert. I just think the fact that he can get them into all these stores it is huge. Yeah. And I, although I do agree with Lori, and I feel like especially with the holiday season coming up, 
this is something that every woman could buy for her husband. So they should. So then she can put the elephant in the room and be like, "Yo, you fix it." <laughs> yes. There Have you them go. Right next to each other. That's good. I like that. Cross marketing. I like. I wish he asked them to. I wish they asked to work together. I wish yeah. that's what they countered with. That that could have been. Because I think they could have been the perfect team. Yeah. You get locations and you get um, infomercials. Absolutely. What do you think? What would you have preferred? <sighs> You know, Kevin didn't really explain. Oh, Kevin was you were. I wasn't even considering Kevin. I I wasn't even considering Kevin. I would have considered Kevin. Okay. I really would. Yeah. Um. Or Robert. I would have gone with Kevin or Robert. Okay. Um. Yeah. I would have gone with one of those. But I do like your notion of teaming Robert and Lori together. I think that could have happened. Definitely. <laughs> and then let's ask for a twenty million line of credit. Why not? Why <laughs> not? If we're going for it, we might as well but go for it. Congratulations. I mean ultimately it worked out for them. Um, we're gonna have to get some in here, by the way. Test it out. Yeah. Maybe we'll we'll uh our engineer Steven, maybe we'll uh we'll tape him to something and see if he can get out. That sounds like fun. Steven, what yeah. do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that that would be fun. Okay. Number product number two, which isn't really a product, it's more of a method. It's also a product. <laughs> it's technically a product. Okay, you're a female. Um, I am. Thank you very much. In yes. case all any of you were wondering, I am a female. Yes, all your life. All my life. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, for me, this needs a package. It needs a book written about relationships. You know what I mean? We need, like, Oprah to sign off on this or some, like, Dr. Phil. Just explain this product to me and why you – because you kind of don't mind it. Are you I just kidding me? I just think it's ridiculous. I don't mind it. This is the most ridiculous product. Just because I didn't tear them apart doesn't mean I don't mind it. I like the idea of this. Coming with a package in a room of a marriage counselor. Mm-hmm. I would never get this. And if my boyfriend showed this to me, I would think it's absolutely ridiculous. It, it, it seems like you're selling a game, right? Think Monopoly. When you buy Monopoly, you get a set, you get some pieces, and you get a set of rules. <laughs> yeah, Here, yeah. you get an elephant with a set of rules of like, hey, honey, the toilet seat's up. Or, uh, or hey, the, the, the coffee counter got s- scratched up by our dog. Elephant in the room. You got to fix it. Like, it's just the rules, you know, again, it's, it's a method and you can't really package a method. Well, I don't think there is necessarily rules like that. I think that one of the rules that they just said was that, <laughs> which is where they lost me, actually, is that you have to be holding the elephant to talk. Okay, yeah. And there at that go. point, I was like, okay, now this is ridiculous. Because I do understand the idea of it. And I think that if you are in a relationship, there's a lot of times, obviously a lot that goes on, that you need to talk about it with your partner. But you don't necessarily know how to bring it up. And I know many women do not like bringing it up. They are waiting and waiting for the guy just to be like, come on, what did I do wrong? Okay, so, so this that's, happens all the time. Okay, so in that sense, like... uh I don't know. They should either be marriage counselors or do like tour dates. Whether tour dates, tour dates in the sense of speaking about you know speaking to couples and saying, "Hey, 
you know what? Here's how you keep a healthy marriage. Right. That, but it's not a product. It's an idea. And I don't know. For me, I don't know quite how to sell an idea. And you know. Well, like Mark said, you should sell it for a lot more. And they were that, which was very interesting because they all the other sharks were saying that fifty nine dollars is way too expensive for something like this. But he brought up the point that this is conflict resolution. And I think if they were to team up with marriage counselors and let's say sell it to them and that become part of their like therapy or I don't know exactly how marriage counseling works, that this is something that you get okay, but as part of your therapy to resolve your problems, a certain method. Here's what's needed for me. Okay. Okay. Call me crazy. Let's hear please. it. Please. Okay. Crazy. No, because, um, you know, again, this is an idea, right? Yes. And as Robert points out, they don't, you know, they've been, what, married six months? Thirteen. Thirteen months. You give them a little bit more credit than 13 that. Thirteen months, okay. Great. It's a very successful marriage right there, thirteen months, where <laughs> okay. Robert says, you know, come back to me in 23 years. Right. Okay, so you don't have that credibility yet. Um, nor are you really anybody that's known. You need to kind of develop... Again, uh, I throw out Oprah, but you just need someone that's th- that is in this um, therapeutic space, whether a Dr. Phil, whoever, I don't care. Maury, I don't care. Right. No, I agree with some, you. Something to package it and make it that method. Right. You know, and, and then, then, again, then this thing does have a value. Hey, it's the Dr. Phil, the Maury elephant in the room or elephant chant, you know, and it's just, you know, Dr. Phil's number one patented method, but you need to, you need to give it to somebody. It cannot be your method because right now your method has no value. Forget that you might have a successful marriage, but you are nobody. You cannot market this. Absolutely. But they weren't trying to. They said they, they didn't want to be. enter the retail space. I'm saying they weren't trying to market it as a product. Okay, but 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 even even within the um, counseling space, okay, take Dr. Drew, you know, may, maybe right. yeah, obviously he's more like uh, substance abuse and things like that, but it, but um you you need someone that can introduce it to within the marketplace. Was cre- you just need someone with credibility, right? Because if Doctor Phil was saying this is the number one way, yeah, to to solve any marriage problems you have, everyone would go out and buy this. Exactly, or it would start to be introduced within a marriage counseling space, right. but it's not, and they're not because they're not anybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's well, that's my honest truth. That's you need a package. At least they're happily in love and that they have great communication between each other. Yes. So that's something. They're not going to, I mean, $100,000 from their friends. Jesus. I know. That's tough. <laughs> I love how Kevin was like, ooh, they're not going to be your friends any longer. I mean, Poor as long as they don't expect to be repaid, then everything's They're fine. <laughs> then yeah. they're fine. So, and you better invite them to a lot of cookouts. Anyway, that's my idea. Do you disagree with it? Do you agree with it? Do you alter it? What do you want? Go with it. Go with it. Everyone, all the sharks were out. Nothing much there. I love how we go from elephants hatch, elephant chat to like zombies. Yes, the biggest deal in Shark Tank history. Um, I okay. So as we were going into it, I was like, you know, for for the teaser, obviously has always shown us like, you know, these zombies and things like that. And so I was like. what is this going to be? Right. And my worry was, of course, anything with zombies and things like that is going to be seasonal. Of course. 
what I love is the summer camp idea. Okay. I I liked her a lot. Mm-hmm. I love this business. I hate being scared. Nothing to me sounds more unenjoyable than being in a campground. First of all, I'm scared of the dark. <laughs> Forget about things popping out at me or like zombies or whatever. If I were in a tent at night waiting to be scared, I would just be crying the entire time. But this sounds so terrifying and unenjoyable to me. But I think it's great that they're doing it. Because yeah. I think I'm just not the right person for it. But I think a lot of people would find this very enjoyable. And it's a really cool, unique, different experience. Yeah. Um, I, I just hate being scared. Well, I think a lot of the sharks love the idea. They just didn't necessarily agree with the valuation. Right. Um <laughs> I wish they got scared. I wish they scared them a little bit more from all the different angles. I actually think the way they presented it was terrific. I agree. But, like, just someone behind Mr. Wonderful's chair that just popped right, out. Right, because it would be hilarious. You know. At least for us. Um, or, have, yeah, go on. Have you been on the Haunted Hate ride in LA? No, I have not. Okay, neither have I. It's always sold out. Oh, really? <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> well, according to her, it is always sold out. I, I'm sure it is, but that's going to be my excuse why I haven't <laughs> Okay, that's fine. Um, okay, so she's asking for $2 million for 10%. Correct. Um, of the company. It's 17 nights, as of now, once a year in October. Yes. They were making $1.8 million in those 17 nights, which is crazy. Yeah. That is incredible. But again, there was my worry that it's so because, it, you know what I mean. Just like okay, Halloween costumes, you saw those. It's very seasonal. However, I was I, I you know they didn't get too much into it, and obviously I'm kind of fast forwarding a little bit. But um, experiential entertainment, I like that idea. I love that idea. For me, when I thought you know you could rent these zombies out to The Walking Dead or whatever, you know what I mean. There's so many like horror movies that are taping, and that's where it made sense to me. But I like the notion of air. Experiential entertainment. Absolutely. And what, what, what I really love about it is the fact that, you know, sometimes with these, again, you kind of you propel a movement. You know, while, while it may not be the most sound investment, it's also part of a greater thing that you're trying to do. You know, whereas uh, Mr. Wonderful is all about money and, and everyone else was kind of about the money. Mark was really, hey, forward thinking. Well, he always does that. Even with... With whatever he invests in technology-wise. I mean, as far as, like, sensors. The QR code. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's always about what's going to happen in the future, yeah. which is incredible and why and to, he does so well. And to, to a degree, Robert does those deals as well. You know what I mean? Right. Robert sees Robert is willing to get behind passion as well. Definitely. Which I like. Um, but not for nothing, this does have money behind it. It does, and especially with the summer idea. Right. You know, if you're selling out to... 2,000 campers, I can only imagine. Let's say they pay, you know, I, I don't know what it would end up being. But I just figure there has to be a way to bring down the cost. For uh, the haunted hayride. Because she said the summer camp was very easy to, and cheap to produce. Yeah, because there's already pre-established camps. And now right. you just kind of introduce, uh, hey, you know, for one week out of the summer, we're going to do. Definitely. This, and then you just hire a bunch of zombies or whatever. Or you just, you just tour, you know what I mean? Right. You know, from from camp to camp, and you create tour dates. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's fun. It's cool. It's definitely really cool. Um, 
so yeah, that that'd be a blast. Um, and she she has a background in promotions. They spend uh, three hundred thousand on Clear Channel. I do you hear this on the radio because I, I hear, hear all they're the at, all the time. Yeah. So. Um, fortunately, I still haven't gone. I know me neither, but that's okay. But a lot of people, a lot of the people I know, they they like this kind of stuff and they really want to do it. I do the summer camp idea because that to me, you know, it's it's camping. It's that to me is a, is the real experience, not the kind of because for me, you don't like horror to begin with. But for me, when I go to a haunted house, like I'm kind of going through, and I, 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 you know, it's it's a small experience. But camping is camping. You can create a storyline behind it, like oh, you know, it's almost like like a murder mystery. Oh, this person died, and who killed them? Oh, it's the you know. Right. No, of course, it's more of a game. Yeah. I just. I know, Just like I know. the you idea like of being in the dark and getting scared is so terrifying to me. But what I thought was very interesting is how Damon brought up that this haunted hayride is going to be very different in New York. And it's really true because weather makes a tremendous difference. And I think that's one huge advantage they have in L.A. But being an East Coaster and having family back east that complains to me continuously about how often it's raining, I think that this will bring some challenges for them. So let's put it in Dallas. Let's put it in. Let's put it in other places. But they're going to New York. It's going to launch. They said no matter what. Yeah. So hopefully they have a lot of success with it. Yeah. And anyways, Damon, who is concerned about that, is the was the person to make an offer. Anyways. Well, what I like to you know, um, he says I'm going to make you an offer that's going to scare you, insult you, insult you. Yeah. There you go. But I love how Mark was very strategic, and he knew he wanted to kind of do this, and so he waited. And she's like, "Can I counter offer, you know, uh, two million for, two million for twenty percent? Are you willing to do that?" Mark just gets up. Yep, I'm in. Let's go. He's like done. done. Mm-hmm. I love that. But before Damon could even be like, "Wait, what just happened?" Yeah, he he just blows my mind. He's everything that he does. Do you think is Damon so would have done it for twenty percent? Yeah, had he had the chance to even accept, I think that he would have countered to thirty. And I think that if he had a little bit more of a chance and he saw how interested Mark was, then maybe. Yeah. I mean, but what I do, do, you, what do you think Mark's a better partner? What do you think Damon would have brought to the table? Money. <laughs> That's it? I mean... I mean, because what's great about Mark is that, you know, again, very short time spent on it, but he believes that, you know, he believes in this. And so I think it's going to be a passion project of his. And I think this could be great to be brought to the Dallas market as well. Yeah. Which obviously he has a lot of control over. So yeah, I think it was a good deal. I think yeah, I think it's a great deal. Sorry, Damon, you lost out. <laughs> yeah, this is you gonna be fun. You snooze, you lose. I'm 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 gonna do. I'm signing up uh, the staff to do an after buzz camp trip. Oh my god, I'm not coming. You're gonna be forced. <laughs> I'm, not co- I'm just gonna I call would it. Be you're, so you're, you're gonna be. I'm gonna call it the camping trip, and everyone's gonna be down, and you're gonna forget by that time. She's like, "Ooh, camping! Let's Actually, go." That that sounds reasonable. That would probably happen. All right, let's get to the biggest sharks on Shark Tank history. Total merchant resources. What bothers me about this is. And I'm pretty positive, but they're from New Jersey, correct? New Jersey. And I'm from New Jersey. And I feel like people from New Jersey have such a bad reputation because of all this trash reality TV. And I'm over here being like, no, people from New Jersey are so respectful. They're not like that. Mm -hmm. And these guys are such crooks. And they obviously are from Jersey. So it's like, no. Why do you call them crooks? Oh, come on. You know you call them crooks, too. (laughs) 
Okay, they're asking for 200000 for 20%. Um, the irony of, <laughs> of which is not lost on the sharks. Correct. Because they're basically a mini shark tank. Absolutely. Um, I love that Robert's like, you realize we're competing, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Initial, what are your initial thoughts? And, and Stephen, feel free to chime in since you watched this segment. You're lost for words. I'm this was like the most times they've said, wow. Right. The sharks. And the most time they needed an explanation for what was really going on. Because here's the, they, didn't explain, <laughs> they didn't know how to explain anything. The only thing that really made it clear to them was that it's a Kevin deal. Correct. Where basically you're giving up royalties instead of equity and this and that. But, um, you know, when they, they asked about the terms, they asked about this. and They didn't it seemed like they weren't very knowledgeable. About what they were doing or they didn't know how to explain it very well. What I found for me. Which isn't very good. And no, it's not very good. What was most interesting for me, and this is quite unfortunate for them, but how quickly the sharks were out and what their reasoning behind it was. Whether they just didn't want to be involved in this type of deal or they just weren't unsure of it. Damon didn't even have an explanation. He just said, I'm out. Um, Mark's explanation was how the government can come in and kind of shut this down. So. Yeah, more or less. And and he also brought up the notion of, you know, when this goes haywire, they're going to come after the guy with the deepest pockets. Right. That's me. It's a good point. Very good point. So, um, so they're out. Oh, would my you goodness. go? Would you go to them if you needed a twenty thousand dollars loan? You couldn't get it from the bank. Would I go to them? Uh, no. It's a dangerous proposition. Why do you think so, Stephen? Because it's keeping. It's if you want to put in like a metaphor, it's keeping your boat afloat. If you have a boat that's gradually filling with water, it's basically saying, "Hey, I'll I'll take two gallons of water out, but until that two gallons of water goes back in, I'm putting a hole in your bucket." I mean, they're taking. A lot of the profits of the company, like let's say the company may needs uh, twenty thousand dollars for, let's say, okay, his example is a new air conditioner, right? And their profits are five hundred dollars for one night. Okay, well, out of that five hundred dollars, it depends on the percentage they're taking. But if they take a hundred dollars out of that night, or take fifty dollars out of that night, the whole budget for the business is based on making that five hundred dollars that night. So. It basically ruins their whole year-long budget as they're taking this money out because other things are going to fall through now that they don't have the money to spend on it. So it's it's really just people people have to be really desperate to go into something like that. They're either going to fail or they're just going to delay the inevitable with something like that unless they get bigger in the next time before they pay the loan because it's really a dangerous it's a dangerous investment. See, I think it's interesting. That you aren't interested at all because you like Kevin's deals. I like Kevin's deals, but I don't like them. Well, well, that's completely different. I don't like them at all. I would not go into business with them. With them, they don't even know what the hell they're talking about. I mean, okay, they, you know, Lori asked about their experience. You know, one guy's worked in mortgage for ten years, the other guy six years, and was hired as a manager by this guy. Right. For me, I also want to know, okay, what's the marketplace? Are we just sticking to New Jersey? Is it like, uh, are we talking about Trenton, New Jersey? Like, what? You know, what's the scope of all these loans? Right. Like, you know? who's your demographic? Is yeah. That- you know, and, and uh, there's so many factors involved. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
You know, and here's the thing. They have great testimonials now, but what happens when people realize that they got to pay off the stuff? I don't know. Well, you know my feelings towards them. I said from the beginning, they felt like crooks. I don't know. I know this is awful to say, but they reminded me of um, Harry and Marv from Home Alone. Okay. They just did. (laughs) Here's the thing. I think, you know. Obviously, it's not a good thing. The, the business is not proprietary. Um, as Kevin said, you know, I could start this up tomorrow. Right. Um, but, you know, he calls them good foot soldiers. And so if we're going to do this, I want 50% because of everything that I bring. Right. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. And I think it was Stephen who made the point. If, you, if they are so indecisive where they can't make a decision, they have to literally flip a coin. You don't want to work with them? No. They on. I mean, yeah, I'm so, here's the thing. It's a great. It, it's a great business for Kevin to get into. Um, as everyone's pointed out, this is, you know, this is the business that Kevin should be in. He's the only one who can make such a deal. But I'm surprised at them for making it with them. Like the fact that he still wanted to do it. But this is the ultimate Kevin deal. He's all about the money, and all he normally offers is royalties. So for he's the only shark who I feel like completely understands exactly what they're doing and can offer them a lot too. 50% though, that's a big portion of their company. What's the budget for getting them out of jail every two weeks? I don't know. We need that credit line. Get out of jail free card, that's what they need. My goodness. I mean, this was to me, this was the most ridiculous pitch. My God. Did you think this was more ridiculous than Elephant Chat? At least Elephant Chat. You know, At they least had they heart, got a deal. They got a deal. They had some heartbeat. No, Elephant Chat didn't get a deal. No, I'm saying TMR. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no. I prefer Elephant Chat. Because at least that's I, can pa- I know how to package it. I know how to package Elephant Chat and get it out there. This total merchant resources, like you just mini sharks. Yeah. Uh, this <laughs> is absolutely ridiculous. All right, let's move on to the update of the week. Um, Shellbubber. I don't really. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, the more I'm watching this season, really kind of engraving in my mind. The more I'm forgetting about the past seasons. Absolutely. Likewise. So, so with Shellbobbers, um, you know, I, I kind of vaguely remember them, but not really. I get. It's a fishing bait. Is that what they're selling? Yeah. Right. So, um, they've got 3,500 square foot uh, facility, and Mm -hmm. they make, instead of making 100 a day, they now make 25,000 a day. Incredible. That's it. That's a great percentage of increase. Absolutely. And what struck me the most was how proud they were um, that everything is made in the USA and how they're offering all these new jobs in their hometown. Yeah. I think that's really incredible. I think so too, and again, especially you know during these economic times, again it's it's tough, and so it's great when you, you can expand the job market. Absolutely, and now they're projected for one million dollars in the next twelve months, it's great. which is huge for making a hundred products a day in the very beginning. Yes, indeed. So, Shell Bobbers, um, gotta give it to them. Absolutely, and you know another marketing deal gone successful. <laughs> we didn't get the you know they usually talk with um. You know the sharks and give yeah, it, they didn't, like on like the sprint specifically phone. Yeah, or whatever it is. <laughs> and they didn't talk to Mark. 
He didn't have that line of like, great job, guys. That's funny. But You're right. I, I didn't realize that. But now that you mention it, it's absolutely correct. They did not. So, um, all right. Let's 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 talk about next week. Hmm. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. We get a new shark. Oh, that's right. I'm trying to think. I'm like, what's for next? That's very exciting. Yes, it is. Don't do you sometimes wish we could see all the sharks on the panel together? Some, I, I I wish you know we have we, we, we stick to five. I'd love to see what would happen when they, if let's say we had ten. Wow, that's a lot. That is a lot. I want a lot because then it just changes up the dynamic. Because then, okay, you know how. Um, pardon me if you guys don't watch the show, but in the the voice, right? Because you kind of, if if you're looking and in the voice when they're selecting, you know, the, the contestants and they have to buzz, you know, right. there's always that anxiousness. Okay, is Christina, you know, g- gonna select them, or or if she if she is, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the buzzer too, right? You know, so with having ten sharks, you know, in the case of um, in the case of Elvin Chat, maybe someone would have made a deal just out of craziness of like. Is Mark going to make a deal? Oh, man, if Mark makes a deal, it could be very successful. But then I should make a deal. What kind of deal am I going to make? And then it's just like all the sharks just, again, now they start fighting with each other. And, Absolutely. And it's just, I mean, think of um, Barbara and Lori. They have been a firecracker now that they've been together on this season. And I think it would be great. You know, I was watching something very interesting, a conversation between the two of them that they did for this interview for ABC. And they kept saying how they do not think it's fair that they need an, yet another woman on the show. And how they compete with each other so much. What I thought was the most hilarious part is because I always say that Lori seems like she gets like her flirt on, right? Mm-hmm. She knows how to just be very charismatic and make all these entrepreneurs feel like they cannot go wrong with her. She does it all with a smile. And Barbara was talking about the way she works her way around all these men is that she flirts until she can't flirt anymore. And I thought it was funny to hear such a powerful woman like Barbara talking about getting her flirt on. Get your flirt on. Get your flirt on. I think everyone, I think, you know, I don't know if the the men would admit it, but if they really wanted to deal, they're flirting. They are, absolutely. I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be in a sexual way, but, you know. Absolutely. It's all part of the game. You're just that's selling why th- yourself, really. And I think that's why, like, the 10 people would be great, because then it'd be like, okay, well, you know what? Why don't we go? Because then I think let's go in together would happen more and, and whatnot. But they would need, like, a few hours. It would not be one hour show any longer. No, they need way more. <laughs> they would need way more time. Okay, so wait, next week, the guest shark is, um, I believe they Paul. said Paul, Paul, Paul Mitchell. Mitchell. That'll be Are you excited? I mean, you're. you're Am I ma- excited? You're not. I am. I mean, it'll be nice to see a different person on the table. But you know, he's from your world. He's in the. Paul, I mean, Paul Mitchell. He's a he's a female icon. Not like as a what? to be looked up to, but like with the hair products. I don't on. know if I've ever used any Paul Mitchell product. Wow, well, you going this to is an that. unbelievable assumption. Well, great. Now we don't have Paul Mitchell as a special guest. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, guys. Uh, anyway, where can they, where can fans find you in the meantime? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ms. Zias and check out my website, MsZias.com. And follow us here at AfterBuzz TV on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And hey, if you're in a 
relationship. Get Elf and chat now. <laughs> Save your relationship, whether it's your girlfriend, uh, fiance, or your now married person. A lot of fixing things. Or you can fiber fix it, too. Why don't you fiber fix yourself where you guys just uh, just uh, tape yourselves to each other so that way you can't help but stay with each other and work out through your problems. <laughs> Communicate your problems, that's right. Fiber fix it does it all, <laughs> including relationships. Uh, but you do need the elephant to know who's going to talk. Anyway, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.